Have your Bibles turn to the book of Romans. Romans. I love the book of Romans. Romans. And we're going to look at one of my favorite passages of Scripture in all the Bible this morning. How many know that the goodness of God is certainly evident, but look at me, listen to me, please. How many know that sometimes bad things happen? Bad things happen. Bad things happen to God's people. In fact, what about what's going on in our world now? I mean, if you look at the news and you hear about all the reports of the COVID-19 and Delta and all of that, bad news, bad news, bad news. But wait a minute. I talked with one of our men. He's the oldest living church member. You know who he is? Julius Funderburg. And he's 91 years old. He found out he had COVID-19 or Delta, however you want to put it. Here's what Brother Jesus told me last week as I prayed with him. He said, Brother Randy, the Lord has been good to me. Oh, yes, he has. He said, I've been through a lot of stuff in my life. Y'all listen now. Here's a man that's a century almost year old. I mean, 100 years old, just about. 100 years he's seen, 91 at least. And yet he's been through a lot. In fact, I remember when he was in a wreck and I met him over there at the emergency room in Newton County. I remember when he fell and broke his hip on slipping on ice. I was there with him in the hospital when he had surgery. I remember when he broke his other hip from doing a project out in the backyard. I was there with him at the hospital. I remember uh, when he had his knee surgery just uh, a few years ago. I remember when his dear wife, Ruth, in whom we love and you know, drove up getting her chemo treatments at the place in, Co in Covington, Newton County, and she said, praise the Lord, and then she dropped her head and went to the hospital. We were with them all day long until the wee hours of the night when God called Ruth home, and I had the privilege of preaching her funeral. Here's a man, Julius Funderburg, a faithful man who's looking back on his life and saying, there's been some bad things to happen, but God has worked it for the good. And I want to tell you, one of my favorite passages in all the Bible, I've got a lot of them, is what we're going to look at this morning. Do you know my dad was gloriously saved as he read this chapter? Do you know this verse that we're going to read, slash verses, was not only some of my favorite verses, but Jerry Hubbard's favorite verses, Josh, and Phil Phillips' favorite verses, Kenneth. Yes, these verses will absolutely bless you. And I believe God's going to use it in your life and in my life today. We're looking at this subject. Take the good, <laughs> let me back up. Take the bad with the good and make it count. Take the bad with the good and make it count. Say it with me. Take the bad with the good and make it count. I can't hear you. Take the Y'all don't want to talk to me today. That's all right. I came to preach anyway. I'm telling you, take the bad with the good and make it count. Some of you right now are experiencing some bad things in your life. And some are good and some are bad. What do we do? How can we take the bad and with the good and make it count? Make it count. Make it count. Oh, yes, make it count. In the book of Romans chapter 8. Someone as well said, if they had one chapter in all the Bible to uh, have and no other passages, some have said this would be the chapter. Others said, nah, I believe I'd like Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not walk. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. 
He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness, mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And others just said, nah, I believe I would like John chapter 14. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, Jesus said. Believe also in me, in my Father's house, and many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, hallelujah, and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Thank you, Jesus. Some say, well, I really like Revelation 21. I saw a new heaven and a new earth. First heaven, first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, heard, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven. It's the bride adorned for her husband. And John said in verse 4, There shall be no more death. God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. The former things are passed away. Right here in the book of Romans, chapter 8, notice it starts with no condemnation and it ends with no separation, but in between is plenty of liberation. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. In the book of Romans, we're going to skip down all the way to that great passage, take the bad with the good and make it count. Stand with me as we read the Word of God. I begin reading in verse 28, and we know that all things work together for the good to them that love the Lord. We know, we know, we know, not we hope, not we wonder, not we're just not sure. Look at verse 28. If you're in verse 28, say amen. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk today. If you're in verse 28, say amen. You know, I think sometimes we, gotta, we really need to go get the tape because sometimes we just can't catch all of this at one time. And, and we just kind of, it's like, you know, it's trying, I got to get adjusted from working and coming to church and all. And I'm just not ready for all this. Get your mind in gear. Move aside all distractions. Say, God, you got a word for me. I'm going through a hard time. I know somebody's going through a hard time. I can be a blessing to them. I can be a witness to them. Romans 8, verse 28. And we know, we know. Look at this. And we know. Say it with me. And we know. One more time. And we know. And we know. Look, what do we know? What do we know? What do we know? What do we know? We know what? That all things, not some, but we know all things. Wait a minute. No, no, no. That can't be. Uh-uh. It doesn't say all things, does it? And we know that all things work together for bad. Not bad, for good. No, no, no. How can you say this? Bad things are happening. People are dying with COVID-19 and Delta virus. And families are being dispersed and divorced and abuse and disease and all bad things, people losing their job and, and, and the economy. and uh, We know that all things, God is trying to tell us something today. Let's listen to him. We know that all things work together for good to everybody. No. To them that love God. How many of y'all love God? If you don't love God, this isn't going to work for you. It's not going to apply to you. You're not going to have good to come out of bad situations. So if you really don't love God, yeah, you got every reason to say, I don't really love God, and so things aren't working for my good. But if you love God, God says, this will work for your good. It'll work for your good. Do you believe that? Amen. I believe that. 
We know that all things work together for the good to them that love God and to them that are called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, we'll come back to that word in a moment. Underline that word. Whom he did foreknow, them that also predestinate. Underline that word, we'll come back to it. To be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. Verse 30. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. What should we say to these things? If God before us. Who can be against us? One plus God's majority. Hallelujah. Verse 32. And he that spared not his only son, his own son, Jesus Christ, God didn't spare him. You don't have anything else to be thankful for today. You ought to raise your hand. You ought to bless the Lord right now. You ought to say hallelujah. This is going to take you from pouting to shouting today. This is going to make you rejoice. Make a choice to rejoice instead of choose to lose. We're losing. We're losing. Christians, we need to be praising the Lord. Look what he says. But he spared not his only son, but delivered him up for us all. Me too. Hallelujah. How shall he not give with him freely give us all things if you let that sink in if you let that register if you take that person in your life you can't help but to say thank you jesus <laughs> but y'all don't talk to me today okay all right that's fine who shall it charge to god's elect it's god that justify it look at verse 34 who is he that condemned to this christ that died yea rather that is risen again who's even at the right hand of god who also Jesus is praying for you and me today. <laughs> Glory. Make an intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, Philipsis, that's pressure, or distress. You say, Pastor, I've read this. I've got notes in my Bible. So what? I have too. I preached on this numerous times. But the Word of God is infallible and errant, and you'll get something from it every time you read it. See, some of you come to the Bible with preconceived notions. I've read that. I know that. Look, don't be a know-it-all. Be teachable. And walk with God and be humble and broken and confess your sins and get rid of the pride of I know that and I've read that and I've heard that and I remember this. God's got a word for you and me today. And so that's our problem. We come to the Bible like we know it all and you've preached on this before. It's a whole different message. God give us humility these days. God give us a teachable spirit these days. God give us a hunger for the word of God and a desire to fellowship with the living God. God, forgive us of being set in our ways, in a rut, double-minded. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I had to say that. I just felt impressed because I'm preaching myself right now. Look at this. And verse 37, Nay, in all these things we're more than super conquerors. Hallelujah. Through him that loved us. I love that. For I'm persuaded, neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any of the created things shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Father, stir us up today. Lord, I pray that your word would just be quickened in our heart. Give us good ground to receive the word of God. Lord, I know we've all had busy weeks. We're all tired. We're all uh, things on our mind. And we got closed minds, cluttered minds. Give us committed minds. Give us a heart like a garden that's been plowed up, ready to receive the incorruptible seed. Father, all distractions, all lethargy and complacency and apathy. And Father, everything that would hinder us from seeing Jesus and receiving the incorruptible, indestructible word. I pray now that uh, you'll 
Oh, God, manifest your glory in this place. Change us. Oh, God, change us. Those that need to be saved. There's some in this place this morning. If they died, they'd go out in eternity lost. Like I saw the wreck yesterday, a young man hit a tree. God, I pray for those who are titter-tottering on the brink of eternity. And if they take a last breath, they go out in eternity without hope. I pray for them today. And I pray for Christians, Father. You'll set a blaze in our heart to realize we're only here for a pointed time and time's running out for me and it's running out for us. You've got us here for a time and a season, a purpose. And I pray for those that are suffering. I pray for those that are hurting. I pray for those that are in pain. I pray for those that are facing hardship. I pray for those that are suffering affliction. I pray for those that are confused. I pray for those that are inferior. I pray for those, our Lord, that are oppressed. I pray for those that are discouraged. I pray, Father God, for those that need strength from above. I pray, Father, for your manifested resurrection power to be released in our hearts today to give us hope, to give us help, to give us healing that we might obey you and serve you and love you and finish our course whatever time we've got left because you're worthy of it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. You may be seated. Oh, take the bad with the good and make it count. Will you take the bad with the good and make it count? Look at verse 28, one more time. We know that all things work together. Work together. Doesn't mean they're good. Bad things are happening. I called and talked with a lady this week. You wouldn't know her. I didn't know her. Her name is Carmel. She came from a foster home, Mary. This is the lady I'm talking about. She had a four-year-old child. Here's what she told me. I said, are you a Christian, Carmel? She was working with some other outfit. I just happened to get on the phone with her. But how many know that even on the phone, we ought to be talking with people about their relationship with Jesus? Amen. Make the opportunity. I think this COVID-19 and this Delta and all the stuff going on, it's put us in shell shock. It's made us so that we're in fear. We're living in phobia. We're scared to share our faith. We're scared to branch out. We're self-preserving. All about me, myself, and I. And the devil will have us in a little shell, not being a witness and not making our life count. Take the bad with the good and make it count. I'll never forget when I was preaching revival down in Florida last year and the COVID-19 hit and I was staying at a motel. My dad called. He said, Randy, please be careful. He called a couple of times. My dad usually didn't do that. And I began to get with the Lord and I said, Lord, I'm in your will now. And so if anything happens to me, I'm trusting you. I would rather be in your will and uh, go to heaven than be out of your will and preserve my life. That just convicted a lot of us right now because we're preserving our life. We're self-centered, self-seeking, preserving my life. And if we're not careful, that's the message we can hear from everything happening. Where is it now? God's saying, you need to start living by faith. You need to stop living in fear. We know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord, to them that are called according to His purpose. For whom? Notice this word, foreknow. Let's come to it in a moment. He did predestinate to be conformed to the image of His Son. Take the bad with the good and make it count. Can I tell you about this lady? She came from a foster home. Her mother was murdered at the age of 11. Murdered at the age of 11. Her dad was in prison. He was a drug addict. He was an addicted 
had addictions and so forth. She was raised in a foster home. She said, I'm not a Christian. She said, I know about the Bible, and I've read the Bible some. And I told her, I felt led of the Lord as I listened. I said, I'm sorry about your mama, and I'm sorry about your daddy. But listen to me, Carmel. We serve a God that can take bad situations and bring about good. Is there anybody here that's been through some bad stuff in your life? Anybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has God worked it for good? Last time I read it, it was in the Bible. Paul said, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus who comforts us in all of our tribulation that we might be able to comfort others with the comfort wherewith we're comforted of God. In other words, God says, when you go through a hard time, when you pass through the waters, I'll be with thee, and through the flood, just shall overflow thee, and when you walk upon the fire, you shall not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. How many believe that when God allows us to go through things because he's an all-seeing God, he's an omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God, he knows the beginning and the end, he's preordained and prescribed things in our life, and he's permitting things. We live in a fallen world. There's sin, there's suffering, but nothing can happen to a child of God that God will not permit or allow. Therefore, that's my security. That's my peace, not whether I can do this or that, but rather to know that God's got a plan for my life. I'm here to honor, you're here to honor the Lord Jesus Christ, period. And when you stop doing that, you cease your purpose for living on earth. I know we live in a world that get all you can, can all you get. It's all about me, but we cannot let that change us. We've got to go back to what God says. For example, Five verbs. Write them down. i got to go through them quickly. These are five verbs, V-E-R-B-S, in this passage. I need to give some kind of explanation what these mean. Number one, will you take the bad? Take the bad. And then we'll go to number two. Will you take the good? Number three, will you make it count? Those are the three areas that we're going to cover today. The first verb is found right here, and it's the word to for. No, epigenosco. What does this mean? And uh, he also did predestinate. What does that mean? Porizo. What does that mean? And furthermore, Paul wrote uh, this great epistle and said, Whom he did foreknow, them he did also predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. Whom he did predestinate, them he also called. Kaleo. What does that mean? And whom he did call, them he also justified. Decayu. What does that mean? And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Doxa. What does that mean? Let's study these five verbs just for a brief moment. First, well, you'll know the context and get the meaning of the text. We know that all things work together for the good for them that love the Lord, to them that are called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow. What does this word mean? Prognosco, prognosco. God knows beforehand. Isn't that wonderful to know that? Oh, yes. I bless the Lord. I don't know what tomorrow may bring, but I know the Lord holds the future. Hallelujah. Glory. And Father, I thank you that because you've got my life in the palm of your hand, I don't know about all the stuff they're going through, but I know this. 
you've been faithful to me and you've been faithful to us and whatever the, may befall us, you are going to see us through. Hallelujah. 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 One, to foreknow. Number two is to predestinate. Notice, porizo. It means God ordained or foreordained or to predetermine. Now, I know man has choices. We're not robots. Man has a choice as in the garden do not eat of the tree of knowledge of all good and evil. The day you eat it, you'll surely die. And we're sinners by nature, choice, and birth. We do have choices. God didn't make us robots. We can choose, yes, to reject Jesus Christ. You shall die in your sins if you believe not that I'm he. You'll die in your sins. Verily, verily, I say to you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. God's given you a choice. You can say yes to Jesus. You can think that you can make it to heaven by your good works. You can say I'm just as good as anybody else. You can think that going to church is going to get you to heaven. You can say, well, I come from a Christian home and my mom and dad are Christian. That's not going to get you to heaven. You must come by the blood-sprinkled way. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, of life. No man comes to the Father but by me. God foreknew us. He ordained that Jesus Christ should be the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. He knows uh, every hair on our head. One little bird can't fall to the earth that God doesn't know about. Listen to me, beloved. If God is this great and God is this powerful and the Lord is who he says he is, can't we trust him? Ah, yes. Help us too, Lord. Help us too, Lord. Help us too, Lord. The third word that I want to draw to your attention is the word call. Whom he did foreknow, them he did also predestinate. Whom he did predestinate, them he also called. This is found in verse 29 and verse 30. The word call, notice, is the word kaleo. It means to summon. It means to invite. The Lord invites us, come and dine. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, why are we stressed? Why are we worried? Why are we so in fear when God has us in his double grip? Why is the enemy robbing us of walking in victory? Why are we listening to the lies of the devil? Why are we discouraged? Why are we looking at the political mess and uh, the world's mess instead of looking up because our redemption draws nigh, drawing near to God? Why is it that we're not seeking our roots? Deep in the Word of God, letting it build us up in the faith. Why is it that things are pulling us down? Why is it the cares of this world are choking out the life of God? Why is it uh, that uh, we are feeling insecure? Oh, listen, Jesus says, come to me today. You don't have to live in that condition. No, you don't, because there's a fourth word. I love this word. Whom he did predestinate, them he also called. Whom he called, them he also justified. The word justifies the kook, the cow, the cow. And it means to pronounce righteous, to prove innocent. Let me bring that up again in case you didn't see that. Whom he did foreknow, God knew beforehand, you and me. <laughs> he did predestinate, that is, he predetermined. That is, God has our life mapped out in the palm of his hand. You say, but pastor... I can't understand that. No, I can't either because our thoughts are not God's thoughts and our ways are not God's way. Listen, you are not God and I'm not God, but I'm telling you, God 
does not slumber or sleep. The God we serve, the God of the Bible, he knows when you and I will take our last breath. He knows when the rapture's going to occur. He knows about the condition of Delta virus and everything else. God is a mighty God. If he's not a mighty God, I get rid of him. I don't need a God who's too weak that he can't hear my prayer. I don't want a God who doesn't understand me. I don't need somebody trying to run my life that doesn't have my best interests in mind. Oh, but he does. Yes, you got to trust him. You say, Pastor, but I, I hadn't been able to trust. I went through this bad situation. I was sexually abused as a child. I've been through a bitter divorce. My children aren't doing this. I lost my job. I've been stabbed in the back. Da, 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 da. All things work together for the good to them that love the Lord, to them that are called according to his purpose. And I'm so glad to tell you today, when you get born of the Spirit of God, Jesus Christ washes our sin as far as the east is from the west. He puts his righteousness on us. We are clothed in the righteousness of God. God the Father no longer sees us outside of his Son. And rather, he sees us as bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. And in him we live and move and have our being. Hallelujah. Our Father sees us accepted in the Beloved. If that doesn't cause you to shout, I don't know what will. Hey, look at this next word. Whom he did justify, then he glorified. I worked at Bluebird Body Company years, years ago, 40 years ago. They'd bring in a bus, just a chastity. No hull, no wiring harness, nothing. Just a chastity. Stage one. It would go from stage one to stage two. They'd put some more parts on it. Stage three, stage four. All the way around the assembly line. At the end of the line, this motorhome, $500,000 worth, would come rolling out, painted with walls in it, with carpet in it. With It was going through the process. Look up here. I'm telling you this word right here. All five of these verbs are aorist tense verbs. What does that mean? It means they're past event. It means God already sees it. It's not something that he's going to wait tomorrow to say, well, this is going to happen. The Lord is such a God who sees the beginning and the end. His eyes do not slumber or sleep. They run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in behalf of them whose heart is complete for him. God sees me and you with new glorified bodies already. You try to get a hold of that. You try to get a hold of that. Wow, it'll make you say, God, you're so great. I'm so finite. Help me, Lord, to take my hands off my life. But I'm trying to run my life, and I'm trying to do my thing, and I'm trying to get on this and that and the other. Why am I leaving you out of my life? The best, the best, take the bad with the good and make it count. Make it count. I look back on my life. I mean, I know bad things happen to us sometimes. Bad things happen to us sometimes. Don't get mad at God. Yes, Job said, man born of a woman just a few days is full of troubles. Job said, man's like sparks that fly upwards, so are man's troubles. Job said, he knows my ways, and when he tried me, I shall come forth like gold. Job 23.10. Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Yeah, Job said to his wife, Miss Snobby Job, who said, curse God and die. Woman, 
Don't you know, we'll not always receive good from the hand of the Lord, sometimes bad. Oh, yes, when we, when we understand who God is, when we understand the Lord that we serve, yes, that changes our life. That makes us love him more. That makes us trust him more. Bad things happen. I look back on my life. I got laid off at Bluebird Body Company. I got laid off at General Telephone Company. I got laid off at Bib Company. One after another. That's not good. But wait, God had a bigger plan. Now, that might not cause you to shout, but it does me. Can you look back on your life and see bad things have happened to you? But God took the bad and he made something good come out of it. Stop right now and say, Lord, thank you for the good that's come out of my situation. No matter how bad things are, you can always find something to be grateful for. You might be sitting here today pouting, sulking, whining, licking your wounds, saying, why me, Lord? Or you can get right with God and say, oh, Lord, I'm sorry for my whining. I'm sorry for my complaining. I'm sorry, Lord, you've been good to me. All things work together for the good to them that love the Lord, to them that are called according to his purpose, whom he did foreknow, them he did also predestinate to be conformed to the image of the Son. Whom he did predestinate, they may also call. Whom he called, they may also justify. Whom he justified, they may also glorify. How many right now need to get to an altar? Because you've been, not like me at times, instead of thanking God, you've been saying, taking your blessings for granted. And then it's like if God rained down $100 bills from the sky, somebody put it this way, and we caught $100 bills for a week long, two weeks long, three weeks long, a year long, $100 bills just kept raining down from heaven, and the day the $100 bill stopped, we'd say, where are the $100 bills at? I deserve them, you know. See, that's the way it is with us, with God. We take him for granted. How many believe we take God for granted? How many believe we take God's blessings for granted? How many believe we take our help for granted? Y'all, please look at me. Please look at me. I, I, don't, I don't mean, to, I don't know how it's going to sound, but you and I ought to get on our knees today and say, God, thank you for my help. You don't believe that? You just get on your back for a little while. You just let something hit you from the blind side, and then you and I will realize how blessed we are and how thankful we ought to be. Yes, in everything give thanks. This is the will of God. We take the bad. Now will you take the good? The Lord didn't even spare his only son. What should we say to these things? If God before us, who can be against us? He did spare not his only son. <laughs> God the Father, let Jesus bleed and suffer and die on the cross. Why? Why, God, did you let your son be spit on, shamed, mocked, beaten? Why? I'll tell you why. Because God the Father had a plan. Next time somebody tells you something like, God don't understand what I'm going through, point him to the cross. Wait a minute. Jesus Christ, would you send your son to die? This means yes, this means no. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. Your daughter, would you give them to die? No. Yet God the Father loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. 
Whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Agape love, unconditional love, unfathomable love, un incomprehensible love, love that says, I will not let you go. Love grew where the blood fell. Yes, there's a fountain filled with blood drawn from his manual's vein. God loved me that much that he came looking for me when I wasn't looking for him. And he found me dead in trespass and sin. He found you. He found me. I owe him my life. You owe him your life. What are you doing? What are you doing for the Lord? He gave us all. What are you giving to the Lord? What are you doing? Are you making your life count? Take the bad with the good and make it count. Make it count. He didn't spare his only son, but delivered him up for us all. How should I not freely give us all things? Watch this. He gave him up for. That's a preposition that means in place of. Something I couldn't do. How shall he not freely give us all things? Who shall lay any charge to God's elect? Take the bad with the good. It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemned it? Is Christ that had died? Yea, rather is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of the Father on high? Makes intercession for us. Will you take the bad right now? You say, I can't get out of debt. You say, I can't find the right person. You said, my husband and wife won't treat me like I should be. You say, my children aren't serving God. You say, I've got aches and pains. You say, I can't get, I'm not getting any better. You say, why am I going through this? Why am I raising my grandchildren, my children? You say, uh, why is my vehicles tearing up? You say, why am I being pressured on my job? You say, uh, you know, why is all this coronavirus and Delta virus and everything else going on? All this stuff, God says, take the bad with the good and then make it count. Here's my message, and I'm done just a moment. He separated what shall separate from the love of Christ. Where Philipsis, pressure, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, perils, Lord. Oh, skip down. We're all, skip down to verse 37. All these things were super conquerors. Wait a minute. You mean when I go through all this stuff, all this junk I'd rather not go through, all this trouble, all this heartache, all this affliction, all this disappointment, all this stuff that I'm going through now, Lord, you mean I'm made more than a conqueror? That's what God's saying. Start acting like it. See, we need to repent. The goodness of God leads to repentance. Oh, but we want the goodness of God. And again, we just want the blessings of God, blessings of God. Oh, give me blessings, God. Give me blessings, God. Give me blessings, God. And we get so big, and I use this word not disrespectfully, we get so big, all we want is the blessings of God, and we got to be a blessing to somebody else. God's not giving you blessings for you to hoard them. God's not blessing us with his goodness for us just to sit and say, oh, give me more, give me more, give me more. God's given us blessings because he wants us to be a blessing to him. Are you a blessing to God? Are you a blessing to God? Look, most of us are so self-centered. It's all about me, myself, and I. Now, I'm glad you're here at church, and I'm thankful to God for you. But look, we've got to recognize Jesus Christ deserves our life. If he didn't deserve your life, then he surely didn't deserve to forgive you of your sins. He deserved to, he forgave us of our sins. I'm just telling you, I'm telling you. When this changes your mindset, you'll say, oh Lord, you love me, you gave me, you got a plan. I can take the bad 
There's some of us today need to get out of the rut of taking the bad, whining, complaining, negative, 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 negative. Stop being negative and start praising the Lord. Now that hurt because a lot of us are being negative. I know, I am. The question is, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to get out of that state of me, myself, and I. More blessings, Lord. More blessings. Bless me, God. Bless me if you can. And then if God causes something to, to go in our life and we don't like it and we, we get all angry, we get pouting, we get an attitude, and then we, we throw a tantrum, God says, grow up. Grow up. Grow up. Grow up. Hey, take the bad. Take the good. Make it count. Make it count. Make it count. I know I'm listening to a message like this. I'm saying this. Pastor, mind your own business. <laughs> but you know what? God's called me to this business. And you remember now, when I'm preaching to you, I'm preaching myself. Let's stand together.